Hello and welcome to the Round 10 NRL Supercoach pre-lockout podcast. I'm here with Rob Sutherland today. The guru Tommy Sangster's off, so is Dave Campbell. Tommy knocked out 1,400 on the weekend and I don't know what he's been doing since, but probably celebrating. Uh, I will let you know today we do have a bit of a technical issue, so we'll be posting the video to Facebook later on. Continue to post your comments there and me and Rob will jump in and answer them from there. Rob, how's the side going? Bad. Bad in a word. I, I just... It's a good team. I know it's a good team. The fundamentals are solid, right? But I just make bad decisions. You can't get too upset about captaining Ponga until you see Cook go and put out 140. But, you know, I'm full of excuses. What can I say? It's just not been my season. You did better than I did, I think. Not a bad week this week. So 12.89, but I think that was about ranked 20,000 for the round. As it was the Suncorp effect, we know that fast, dry surface. The scores were just massive. There were tons up everywhere, so... You know, look, I'll take it, but still a gradual movement north. Um, trades for the week? Yeah, I'm making two. I'll keep making them until they mm. stop, you know, until they, they run out. Uh, Burr's out for me. I'm bringing in Tomalolo. Uh, really like Tomalolo, what, what he's doing. He only played 23 minutes last week, according <laughs> to our stats. I think it was before. Very I think accurate. it was 63 minutes. Yeah. Um, but he, he's just a machine. Um, the tackle numbers aren't very high, but the, the runs are fantastic and the tackle busts are there. Burry seems to have hit a wall. Um, not sure if it was just a matter of the way the bench was constructed this week. But, yeah, it's time to let him go. Uh, the other one is Morgan, speaking of hitting a wall. Mm. Morgan hasn't hit the wall. The wall has hit him. <laughs> Look, I think the play, the biggest problem is for me that the Cowboys don't have a genuine other kicking option. So when it comes to the last play, the teams are either just folding back knowing Morgan's going to kick. If he tries to run and pass, there is no one who's going to be able to kick. And it's taken that away from you. You used to be able to attack the line and offload or have that nice pass around the back. Yeah, That's gone. So a lot of his play seems to have died. And I'm bringing in your man, Jack Whiten, <laughs> on the basis of when is it not right to bring in a guy who's scored tries three games in a row? Because mm. that'll just keep continuing, right? Right? Look, down at the green machine with their attacking flair, Jacko playing for an origin jersey, which is not <laughs> what you want. But he does seem like a long shot to be that 14 for origin or potential at centre. There's a bit of talk. Um, I don't hate it. Averaging about 51. Massive pod. Massive pod. Only 2% ownership. Um, what's impressed me is he really seems to have grown into the role, especially the last few weeks. His, his deft little kicking game has really come out, so he's getting points from um, uh, forced dropouts. Uh, his defence is solid, so he's got a decent base. Uh, and, the, and the Raiders are clicking, even with bits falling off them, they're still mm. scoring points. I mean, he scored well against the Roosters. I know it was a depleted Roosters, <laughs> uh, and I didn't mean to bring the game up just to make you feel bad. Yeah, but, anyway. you know, anyway, so Whiten's the guy I'm going with. How about you? Yeah, nice. Um, so I'm honestly not too sure yet. I don't like many buyers this week. I haven't for a few weeks now, just for a number of different reasons, a lot of them being that there's just a lot of people in contention for Origin, a lot of them aren't. There's not a lot of cut-and-dry um, selections so I like guys like Gutho, Kikau, Blake Ferguson, but none of them, it's not the right week to buy any of them at the moment. So um, I've got the Morgan problem as well. I'm a bit the same as you. I think his NRL form has been fine, but it's just not really translating to super coaches we'd like. So he's starting to hemorrhage cash. I want to make him into Nathan Cleary. And I've got also got Harris Tavita still sitting there, who's an obvious trade target. Um, but I'm not set on anything at the moment, so... So you're giving absolutely nothing to our loyal viewers. I've got nothing to our loyal viewers to, to offer. But I look, thought that was my line to say that. Yeah, about. I know. All anyway, right. we'll jump into the, the most traded in and out. Number one on the list, Jason Townlolo. Pretty straightforward, isn't it? He's dropped 55k um, on his starting price. He's bottomed out. He plays round 12. He's the obvious selection. 
price is right. BE's in the 50s, low yeah. 50s, if not spot on 50. Um, yeah, absolutely, you want to have him. He's just going to be the, the rock around which you can build your team. He never goes huge, but it, he also never goes too bad. Like, his bad game's 55, and he's more, much more 65, yeah. 80, you know, sort of territory. So you've got to have him. Yeah, well, I jumped on last week and pretty happy with it. Copped a bit of a, a price drop, but all good. Uh, Tommy Dearden is number two on the list. Interesting one. Interesting one, just because of the lack of round 12 coverage, but he locks, he looks locked into the spot there. So you can see what people are doing with Harris Tavita and Dylan Brown in your halves and Michael Morgan. Yeah, look, I don't hate the Dearden buy. I've had a couple of people hit me up on Twitter asking me about it. Mm. I, his game is good in real life. It doesn't seem like it'll automatically translate to super coach. He's more of a distributor and a facilitator. Maybe he tends to throw the pass to the person who throws the pass that puts someone away. Yeah. He does a lot of yelling in defence, a lot of yelling in attack, but you don't get points for that. Um, I don't hate the buy, but he's one cheapie I'm prepared to let slide. Yeah, I'm a bit like you. I'm very happy to let him slide, but I mean, the one thing is he's an 18-year-old who's holding up defensively, but for the rest of the year, he's going to be targeted in defence, isn't he? So I can see him making that 20 tackles a game, which for a base for a half at bottom dollar, plays 16, obviously. You can see why people are doing it. He's going to make money. Yeah. yeah. And, and he has good, by all accounts, good job security, yeah. which a lot of the other cheapies we might discuss through here really mm. don't. So, like the next one, <laughs> how's that for a segue? Yeah, well played. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, I don't understand this. The, the guy looked really good. Um, he was playing against a team that were just shattered, though. You know, by the time he was playing, the Eels had nothing. Uh, they'd given up on the great coaching experiment of putting Gutherson to dummy half and not playing Reed Marnie. <laughs> uh, still fuming about that one. Um, he's got very low BE and he's going to make money. But there's lots of problems with this, isn't there? It just, it's just silly. He, um, prior to the game on the weekend where he came on and scored like 117 points in about 30 minutes, this season he's got a PPM, points per minute of 3.8, which is just unheard of. Um, he hadn't played more than 12 minutes in a game. So Jerome Hughes is due back next week from concussion. He comes straight in. Pappenhausen goes to the bench and probably plays 10, 15 minutes again. Maybe he commands a few more because of how good he's been. But without round 12 coverage, it's just a silly, silly, very short-term cash grab. There's no... Yeah, that, that's the thing, right? There, there's no buy-around coverage here. Um, as you say, you know, his place is under threat. Drinkwater as well isn't, by all accounts, maybe mm. only a couple of weeks away. And I know Pappenhausen's been good and has the runs on the board in that game, but Drinkwater was ahead of him before we started the season from the preseason. Um, he's going to make money for a week, but then if he drops back to the bench, he's going to lose that money very fast, scoring 25s, 20s. Um, I, yeah, I just can't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's a pass from us. Uh, next on the list, Hudson Young, the young Raider. Um, boom by last week uh, with the injury to John Bateman. He's come in, played 80 minutes on the weekend, 55 all in base just about. I think he had one offload in there. One offload, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts there? Well, he I bought him last week, so I watched him very closely. Mm. And he really impressed me. Not where we expected him to impress. We knew from previous games he has a good running game. Uh, he has a good offload in him, um, can bust through a line. But what he was asked to do last week was tackle just be consistent and reliable and tackle, and he did that. The other thing he had in his game was missed tackles, and I think he missed one, and maybe I think it was recorded as not missed and maybe ineffectual, <laughs> so he got away with it. And the Roosters really targeted him. Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves tried to run over the top of him like six times, yeah. and Hudson Young stood up to it every single time. I 
could not have been more impressed with how he played. He was gassed by the by the <laughs> end, and like that game, it broke down a lot with so many injuries. But I saw yeah. him go back for water off the trainer maybe five times yeah. in the last twenty minutes, and I think the trainer was just like, "Come on, buddy, just dig in and yeah. you can get through the end." Get there. There, there's issues like yeah, Tapanay will be back at some point sooner, maybe rather than later. Um, and who's the other fella? Um, he busted his hand, but he's still... He's Jack been, Murchie. Murchie, but he's been listed on the reserves this week. So, But I think Hudson Young's beaten Murchie, so I'm he not has. so worried about him. I think Tapanay will come back, but he's going to make... 50, if he makes scores mm. 50 points, makes 60K this week, that's 120K mm. in two weeks. And maybe Tapanay doesn't rush back. Maybe yeah. it's another two weeks after that. Then Papali goes out, which maybe pushes Sutton into the front row and opens another, like the mm. round, the buy, buy round for yeah. another 80 minutes. I'm really happy I picked him up. Well, that's the point. I'm very worried just oh, Joe Tapney might not be too far away. He's listed as a, a around about 15, 16 return, but mm. you just never know these days, particularly with the longer-term injuries. But, look, he's ticking every box. Um, and you nailed it in round 12. I think that when Papali's off to origin duty, um, Elliot Whitehead often, often shifts to lock, which opens up that sort of back row role. So... Look, it's it's a little bit of a gamble, but one you can definitely take. Um, Would you jump on him this week, or have you missed yeah. the boat? If I still like him as a buyer this week, I'm probably going to let it go um, because my second row is stacked and I can't really fit him in anyway. But I think he's I think he's about two forty five k, so he's still a good buy. Yeah, he's not priced out yet. Yeah. You, if you're getting him this week, you're really wanting at least two, possibly three more decent games. Yeah. Last week I was happy to get two or three, and I've already had one. Yeah. So, but that that's where I am. Nice. Number five on the list, Damien Cook. Speaks for himself, just keeps busting them out. Um, you'd hate to be a non-owner, but everyone should be. Number six, Cameron Munster. Again, we, we've gone on about him a fair bit. There's not too much to be said. Would you be bringing him in with that round 12, well, Burridge and missing round 12 and 16? No. 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 See, Munster's a weird one, isn't he? I, I know he was sublime right on the weekend, but when he's not sublime, he's pretty average. And oh, I know he's a half, I get that, but... He's not that ultra-consistent half that you get. There's very much peaks and troughs, and mm. you're paying at a peak price now. You're paying 600 k yeah. So while coming off the back of 140 or 190 or 260, whatever he scored, he's going to make a little bit of money short-term. He'll give that back pretty fast with a 40 or a 50 or two consecutive 50s. So you can't look at it as a cash grab. Um, you're not getting round 12. And he's going to play Origin, which takes yeah. a fair toll on him because he tends to get targeted because well, he tends to go looking for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Blues have already said they're going to make him work as hard as they possibly can in Origin to try to dull his offence. So I would worry about him. You know? Yeah, nice. Interesting one here, number seven <laughs> on the list. Uh, Controversial. Look, you're a proud man and you've, uh, you've been on the Marty Tapau bandwagon all season. Number seven on this list is Sam Burgess, who has put Big Marty to shame all year. You, you still don't want to get on, do you? Pride comes before a fall, and I have fallen this year, and I will acknowledge it, but I wouldn't trade my boy Marty Kapow for anyone. I don't care. Um, when Sam doesn't score a try, he is pretty poor. He's 45. Um, but he scores every week, so. Yes, but he's not going to, is he? I, look, I don't believe he will. Leaving that aside, he's now owned by 55% of coaches um the price is still okay the dual position is great but at 55 percent, man go and find somewhere else unless you're in the top 200 and you don't have sam burgess and you just want to sort of Mm. you know circle your wagons then find someone else yeah fair enough the big thing for me with sammy is saying i'm stacked in the back row 
He's got offers that dual, but as Marty does, mm. the dual back row, front row, so heaps valuable there. Anyway, he's still a buy from me. He's not from Rob. Jai Field, another cheapie on the list. He's only played one game this year. Surely you wait. You wait, and at that point, you're getting <clears throat> one week closer to Corey Norman coming mm. back. Um, played pretty well, I thought. Scored quite well, but it's a real gamble. I know the price is good, but it's a real gamble in that he's no base stat scorer. It's, it's you know, he's so small. It's really about slicing through a line regularly. Yep. And Corey Norman's, what, three to four weeks away? He's only played one, so you'd wait another. It's two to three weeks away. It's not a huge amount of games you're going to get for a guy who can bust out a 22 if yeah. he doesn't break a line. And then the issue with someone like Jaya Field as well is as soon as Norman comes back, you know, you, you want these cheapies to drop out of the squad entirely. He probably goes back to the bench and plays 15-minute stints and he's back to bottom dollar, so... Just an odd one for me. Who knows what Mary's going to do with his yeah. bench? I mean, he may just take off his, you know, one of his better centre wings and put on a guy who's been an absolute spud for the yeah. last few weeks, and then make two bad defensive reads and losing the game. I don't know. I don't think Mary knows. What, for a bloke with a very good squad, I don't think Mary knows what Mary's doing. But anyway, I'll say this, and I said it when I wrote my my rant. He knows a hell of a lot more about rugby league <laughs> than me. Right? He was a great player. Just. I, I just I still can't comprehend that move. But yeah. Moving anyway, on. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek. I'm an owner. You're not. I am. You are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I bought Roger a few weeks ago. Yeah. So did I. Would Would you be jumping on this week? I'm making my vice captain this week. Mm. Um, they're playing the Panthers, and you know who knows what who <laughs> they might score. You know, whoever they're playing might score four tries against them in five minutes again. But yeah. Would I jump on him? I don't know. I'd be tempted, but you know, the word is that Trevojevic isn't that far away, yeah. and maybe I'd be holding fire and, and thinking I could pick up an absolute pod. But geez, he's good. Yeah, he's so he's good at the on moment. fire, isn't yeah. he? Uh, number ten, Ryan Madison. Not a lot needs to be said about him. He just keeps ticking over. Phenomenal attacking on the weekend. Set up a couple of tries with a couple of nice passes. Showed why he can transition to five eight so easily. Um, he'll be a good buy, but I don't think until round 13 after that first buy. Mm. Um, Huge base. All of us are hoping yeah. that he just plays 5'8 and duds it for a couple yeah. of weeks, and then we can get him for something under 600k. It'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, number 11, Kyle Flanagan. Your thoughts there? I don't understand it. Um, in that, you know, SJ's not that far away. He's not, he doesn't. You know, he, he doesn't play round 12. Yeah. Um, Matty Moylan's coming back. I know that doesn't directly affect mm. the halves, but Moylan is, will demand a lot more of the ball Definitely. in attack. So Flanagan will play more of a sort of distribute to Moylan role rather than distribute to the man who scores yeah. a try role. Um, so this one I don't, I don't really get. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you. It's a shame he doesn't have a bit more long-term security if SJ was out for a bit longer because he's a great buy. He's a bit of Nathan Cleary about him in that he's a, a massive stats all around. He kicks goals. He makes quite a lot of tackles. Obviously, um, quite creative, can set up tries. Um, but just without that round 12 coverage and SJ due back, I think a couple of weeks after that, before 16, mm. I just think he's a no-go for me. Yeah. Um, Latrell Mitchell, $700,000, low <laughs> BE, but origin coming up. Not for me. No, not for me either. I I loved watching Latrell on... Well, you probably wouldn't have loved it quite as much, but... I, <laughs> bit less than you. When he went down... It, I, I swear he looked at the scoreboard and went, ah, the boys are up enough. Yeah. I might I might hop yeah. off. And then when he got the word, he saw Robinson in the in the um, sheds at half time, and it was a pretty clear, you have to get back on yeah. the field if you think you're ready. And suddenly Latrell was doing his oh. deep squats and he was ready. You know, that saying, look, I have no doubt he was injured. He, he looked hurt. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just being a bit of an ass, But it just doesn't have the work rate, but he has the efficiency. And then you've got to worry, I'm sure they're going to rest him. 
after yeah. Origin. We, you know, the Roosters are flying high, and and you're not going to risk your, your key piece there, right? Yeah. I, it, it seems to be chasing points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Aaron, speaking of chasing points, Aaron Gray. Yeah. I, nah, guys, <laughs> it, who, whoever's doing that, you've you got to stop, reverse it, and find some other yeah. way. It, that's, that's a really bad move. He's the 15th most bought, and... That's a mistake. There's blokes coming back all over that Sharks back line and he'll he'll go out. No round 12 coverage, so no, yep. not for me. Um, most traded out. Number one, CHT. Chanel Harris-DeVita, obvious one there. Yeah, Has no, to go. No queries. And, and and then we could roll through them quickly. Jack Bird injured. Yep. John Bateman injured. So that's one, two, three. All yep. makes sense. Lachlan Burr, as I said, he's pretty much hit the wall. Right? Yeah. Um, his minutes were down last week. They've, they've stacked the bench more in the middle. The... Uh, don't think they carried uh, an outside back like they've carried Beal and he just runs decoys as opposed to getting the ball and hitting it up so he's losing out there what minutes did he play on the weekend if I had to guess and it is a guess I think it was like 49 okay, uh, so where he's played 60s yeah. mid 60s and even low 70s before that so, yeah. yeah Jade Nockenborg can you make a case to trade him I can make a case but mm-hmm. I'd make a stronger case to hold him yeah uh, he's got the Titans this week. That's usually a pretty good thing yeah. for for an outside back. He, he's not. It's not that he's not working. It's it's just he's an outside back. And if he gets through and scores a try or even bags a double against mm. the Titans, boom, you're back onto yeah. another 120k price rise. So he plays the buy. It, it seems a luxury trade to me. Yeah, and also I think everyone's so shot for numbers for that round 12. You cannot be trading out a bloke at the moment who's playing it. So. Just hold on and cop the price loss that will inevitably probably happen. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken about Michael Morgan. Luke Garner's out of the side. He's got to go. Done a good job. Andrew Fafida, eighth most sold. Break even 140. Hemorrhaging cash. It doesn't matter, does it? He's a seasonal keeper, surely. The – I don't – I'm trying – I'm having an ethical dilemma here. Do I drop a former colleague of ours into it who said to me, should I trade out Fafida? My mates are bagging me about it that I don't have Damien Cook, right? I won't name Matty Taylor, I won't. So <laughs> that's a trade I can see. I can see Fafita out for Cook on the basis that he's saying, look, I'll trade Fafita. He's got trades up his sleeve. I'll trade Fafita now. I'll use the cash to get Cook via jewels, and then I'll get Fafita back in a couple of weeks. He's got a low score in him, so his price is going to drop. That said, Fafita could then roll out two consecutive 90s, and his price might drop, not drop too much. The only player I'd probably be dropping him for is to get Cook, because I think Cook's a must. Mm. But uh, I think that he's eighth most sold. It, there can't be that many people selling him for Cook. Yeah. yeah, and there's not a lot of premium front row options this year, as we know. There's no way I'd be selling. He's been named to start this week. Would you be playing him this week? Oh, yes. If yeah. he's named, he plays for me. You know, he came back after he did his hamstring, and the next week I think he scored 88 yeah. or 89. So if... You've got Favita in your team and his name to start. You start him every time. Yeah. And, and you don't lose much because everyone who's in the top 30,000, 20,000 is doing exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brown, he's an obvious one there. Looks like he'll be out long term. No, nothing new there. So he can go. Uh, Bronson Cherry. Now, here's a really interesting one because I'm thinking about downgrading him this week maybe to a Bailey Simonson who I'm surprised isn't higher up the list. Um I really want Cherry. I'm quite confident he'll go 450 to 500k at some point in the future. But I'm looking at my side. There's not too many people I want to trade. He's about 320k, BE 44, 315k. What are your thoughts? I was originally planning to trade Cherry 
next week mm. or the week after, just before round 12, and via Jules get a, a decent 450 sort of second row option to give me another 50, 60 points in the buy because I'm really chasing points for the buy. That said, I'm running out of buy options that yep. I want. So I may end up actually just holding him. Yep. Hope he jags, has a couple of games where he busts the line, scores tries, and then we're back on. We're back on the run, and we keep him for a really valuable piece in 16 yeah. and then trade him to a keeper at the end. You know, um, Or even maybe you know, if he gets on a run before 16 and you're, you're a bit flush for numbers, you could trade him to a Masters or someone like that. Yeah. But he's a hold for me. Yeah, nice. Mike Acevo, bit of a roller coaster ride for Sevo owners on the weekend. Simbin is on about... 10, 12 points or something with about 20 minutes to go when he came back on the field. Um, had that high shot on Jerome Hughes. Scored a bit, bagged a bit of meat, got a line break with it. Shot him, he scraped about 35, 40 again. Mm. Um, it's a blessing in disguise that he's got a week off here because he won't hemorrhage too much cash over the next couple of weeks before he plays that round 12 and then he can be sold in round 13. He he is a roller coaster of a player. Mm. Um I was surprised. When I first saw this, I went, wow, there's a lot of people selling him. I, I don't have him. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of people selling him. It's a surprise. When I looked at his BEs and what he's going to hit, you know, maybe I could see it. If you were an overall player, take the money and run. Right? But if you're a, sorry, if you're a um, head-to-head player, yeah. take the money and run, totally buy it. But if you're an overall player, as you say, hold it. You know, hope maybe he gets another try in the next you know, this or 12, 11 or 12, and then you know, go from there. Yeah, and um, last on the list, we'll touch on you're an I owner. I only put him in here because I wanted another chance to. Finish. Queensland Origin hooker Reed Marnie. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are your thoughts there? Okay, I did. I was surprised when people started talking Origin, but what I was reading from Paul Malone up at the Career Mail is it seems like maybe they'll go with Maguire for the first twenty minutes and then Hunt for the last sixty. Okay, you know because Maguire has done he's he's, he's not. Um, exciting as a hooker, he just shovels it out a little bit like Clint Gutherson did. Yeah, why would you move your best fullback and put him in a job where he's just playing dummy half? I don't understand. Brad Arthur <laughs> could probably tell us, um, but I've got that out of my system. So <laughs> yeah, they might play Maguire for twenty and then Hunt. So that saves the whole issue of do they carry Marnie, which didn't make a lot of sense yep. to me to play a kid who's played nineteen games, eighteen games. Yeah, he's a hold. Hopefully he goes back to 80 minutes in the middle, making 50 tackles. Sure, he misses four or five, but he makes 50. Yeah. And he's, he's sort of his, his snipes from dummy half are super valuable at getting you know, power on the front foot. A very dangerous 10 metres out from the line. He's really good at finding a, a hole runner, and they've got a few in Lane and Mao and Paulo. So uh, just <laughs> he has to be a starting hooker, and he's a hold. I don't, I don't see the sell. Just hold him and watch him get 60 points for you in round 12. Yeah. That's all for today. Just a reminder, we're not live today, but do post your questions on the video that will be posted shortly. Uh, myself and Rob will get to them and answer a few this afternoon. So all good. We'll be back at 6.30 tomorrow night for the Countdown Show. See you then. Cheers, guys.